get you go to school. And here's your name. What do you think of what's going on right now, mate? These evil little invisible parasites. Satan-worshipping Freemason moron. Do you understand what I'm saying? We're not run by factions. Get the fuck out of camera! There are much more powerful international forces in play. Is this pink guy? Is this what pink guy is? I don't fucking know what's happening. Please get outside and look at the moon quickly. It's been crazy, guys, but guess what? It's how it is, mate. Mate, because I want to do more slow. But I ain't spending any time on it. Well, good day, patrons, and welcome to our first Black Label episode of 2024. It's the 7th of January as we record this, and we want to say to you all, uh, well, wish you all a very, very productive and very successful 2024. Um, we enjoy doing these programs for you. It's the one discipline we have where we uh, make sure that we get uh, get a get a weekly episode of our Black Label edition out to you. Well, we're fucking um, trying. I think we've probably skipped a couple, but that's all right. Yeah, well, you have, Joel. I was ready. You you weren't. Really? We're gonna we're gonna throw me under the bus? All right, yeah. cool. Oh shit, yeah. You've yeah. made a powerful fact, fucking enemy. I'll, I'll drag your torso first, and then I'll flip your legs in so you're under the bus, entirely like under the bus. It, the, the Simpsons quote of you know, stop, stop, he's already dead, definitely applies there. But you you get poetic about it, man. Like uh, you know, I uh, I envy your bloodlust. I wish I were so depraved. <laughs> it's one of those extent. It's one of those double buses too. Not a oh, double decker, you know, the ones that are kind of got the concertina in the middle. Just the wheels on the bus things. go ow ow ow. Ow, yeah. ow, ow, ow. Oh, that's ow, it. Ow. Oh, it's finished now. No, it's not. <laughs> Still got the There's rest of the accordion to go. Bus to come. Nah, I love the bendy buses. I'm from the beaches, so the L90 was the bendy bus. And um, and yeah, you'd ride in the middle and you'd swoosh around and go to Ringham Mall and smoke cigarettes. Uh, it was great. Oh, now, now we have uh, what they're talking about. Um, um, uh, is it uh, lineless trams? And. You know, they, they don't run on a line. And you go, no, 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 they're not trams. They're fucking buses. Yeah, that sounds like a bus with a sort of lane. Yeah, yeah anyway, with well, a dedicated bus lane. Anyway, enough of yeah. that sort of enough of that sort of uh, nonsense because yes, uh, we want to get on and, uh, and, and there's so much to talk about. But before we do that, we just want to thank you once again to our patrons for your support uh, <clears throat> ongoing throughout 2023 and now into 2024 thanks guys and also vote for cb co at gabs i'm not gonna harp on about it let's do it yeah right okay and um and of course it's the 7th of january and as we speak the 6th of january in the united states which yes, is a third the it's the third anniversary of the january 6th riot slash time flies. insurrection slash attempted coup Mm-hmm. And to mark that, Trump in a rally speech yesterday said he was fascinated by the American Civil War and claims that Abraham Lincoln, arguably the US's greatest ever president, should have negotiated a solution. There shouldn't have been all that bloodlust. There shouldn't have been all those people killed at That's Battle good. of Bull Run 1 and 2, uh, all those uh, Confederates slaughtered. Uh, in the final days of the Civil War, it should have been negotiated. Well, that's the art of the deal. You don't understand. You haven't read the book. I mean, neither have well, I. Well, how, how do you negotiate slavery? I mean, you know. A little bit it, of slavery. So, so the, cradle of, the cradle of the Civil War was economic. The South felt that they were losing financially to the industrialised North, which they were. They but were, that's because, yeah. you know, 
Because they're idiots. They, so they, they chose they chose tobacco. <laughs> they chose tobacco and cotton. Yeah. <clears throat> and and, and so in the middle of the nineteenth century, bear that in mind, when slavery had been abolished by every European nation, pretty much every country around the world. But the South still clung to it because their economic model was based on agriculture where labour cost them next to nothing. Sweet. Slavery or indentured labour, it's one of those things that's never really talked about, but a lot of Europeans came to the, the South. Irish? Not so many. They've not so many. You would find them. They call them sort of Euro trash. So, so these were people, you know, this is pre 1850s, but there were a lot of people who were escaping religious persecution. And it, and it also explains the great sort of Pentecostal um, rise throughout the southern states oh, yeah. um, <clears throat> where you had people escaping organised religion, whether it was um, <clears throat> the Reformation or the Counter-Reformation. Uh, well, the Counter-Counter-Reformation. Oh, there was a Counter-Reformation, yeah, brutal, brutal uh, uh, response from, uh, from, from the Catholic Church. Too much reforming, you know, unreform. Yeah, so a lot of people did go to the states and the southern part of the states in particular to avoid religious persecution. Oh, yeah. And and, and they did so often on a seven-year ticket. So they would have to work for their masters for seven years or more before they could acquire land. They were contracted essentially their their, uh, uh, trip was essentially paid for uh, and uh, when they got there, they had to work for seven years of basically nothing. Yeah. So it also explains the sort of hierarchy around slavery. So this, so so black American slaves were at the, at the lowest end. Not far away from them was this sort of Euro trash that on seven years of indentured labour. Interesting. And, and they were the people who uh, hated the blacks most. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. So... When we talk about the causes of the American Civil War, yes, it's many and complex. And we might remember the Simpsons episode where Apu became a US citizen mm. and he was asked what was the cause of civil of civil war. And, of course, Apu, being a very clever chap, replied that there were, you know, sort of uh, complex, uh, many and varied causes. And he's told by the Emo Clark, just, just say slavery. Yes. And he goes, oh, yeah, slavery. He goes, you're oh, in. Uh, but it's essentially... Don Bradman. Be- we can be sort of really, you really do need to look at the complexity of it, but the, the essential reason was, was slavery. Now, the, 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 this became a discussion point raised by Trump again uh, because uh, uh, there was a debate, a candidate debate uh, among the GOP uh, primary uh, candidates for the primary. The rest of... Uh, in New Hampshire, where questions were put, this is a really clever thing. I don't know why they don't do more often, more of it around the world, including Australia. But questions were posed by people in the audience, yeah, not journalists, uh, not media types, but the actual the actual people who are going to be voting. And Nikki Halley was asked a question about what she thought was the cause of the Civil War. And this word salad that came from it was just unbelievable. You know, it was about freedom and small government, and she didn't mention slavery at all, not not one word, which is kind of odd because she was born to two Sikh immigrant parents. She's a a woman of colour. 
yeah. herself, former uh, South Carolina governor. And she did correct the record afterwards, but it was just sort of a, a little bit too little too late. And, uh, and of course, so Trump has sort of jumped on board because he knows who he's talking talking to. You know, this great businessman, the greatest, the best, you know, could have stopped the US turning on its on itself in one of the bloodiest civil wars in history. Out of the deal, mate. Out of the deal. That's right. It's intriguing because the US would be on the cusp of a civil war at the end of 2024. That is a live possibility. Yeah, it, it is. It really is. It it's is. not probable in my view. No. But it. But if possible. Trump is re-elected, it is possible. Mm-hmm. Also, if Trump is jailed throughout the campaign, which is likely, that's, that's another cause or trigger cats. for uh, Americans to turn on each other. Yeah. And it's going to be uh, an extraordinary year where we really don't know how it's, you know, I mean, there's, there's a, a lot of live options there and some of them very, very ugly um, as we sort of veer uh, – <laughs> you know, sort of relentlessly towards the November election. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, look, uh, uh, we just, just want to have a, a quick chat about the Trump uh, candidacy because his polling is very, very solid at the moment. And it's not just among people often saying, oh, you know, that's because he's supported by GOP. He's got this sort of MAGA cult that supports him. But if you peer through the polling a little bit more a little bit more comprehensively, then you can see that a lot of young people are voting for him, and we'll get to the reasons behind that. You know, fuck you, Joe Rogan. Yeah, and and a lot of independent voters are voting for him now, or would vote for him at this sort of stage, eleven months out. Um, and this happens around revelations from the Committee on Oversight and Accountability, which is a Democrat uh, majority uh, committee, it must be said, uh, that they've had a bit, bit of a peer through the Trump presidency and found that he made millions, his, his organisation made millions from foreign governments, including yep. 5.5 million directly from the Chinese government. Uh, and he well, still fine. seems to be on good terms with President Xi, or he refers to him as, oh, he's a good man, um, you know, this sort of stuff. Despite all the um, China. Yeah, all of that, yeah. Uh, all of yeah. that sort of yeah, China racist stuff that he comes up with, he's happy enough to take their money. Well, as long as he does what they say, that's the main thing. I mean, like, yeah. you know, you can sit there and pander to your base and say that China's this and China's that, and then turn around and do what China tells you to do and take their money. Yeah. I don't I don't see an issue with that. If anything, that is basically textbook post-truth era politics right there. Say one thing and do the opposite. He'd take money from anyone. He really would. He really would. Well, I mean, he loves the Middle East. Yes, but, you know, uh, he's uh, pondering on uh, the cause of the American Civil War. He didn't mention slavery either, by the way. No. <laughs> he loves slavery. He doesn't pay his fucking contractors. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, this, that's is, right. this is like, yeah. Form of slavery. This is his thing. Because mm. yeah. here we are at the, well, basically at the third anniversary of the Gen, 20, Gen 6 2020 riot. Uh, <clears throat> three years ago, it's important to have a look at how this is being uh, rewritten about how the history of this is being written uh, or rewritten by those who know that Trump is has got a wide flank, wide open on this insurrection. Of course, it's led to 
um, Colorado and Maine taking him off the ballot. They probably won't survive Supreme Court uh, appeals. Yeah, I've got no but idea. But there's a great stain on him over January 6th. So there's an enormous amount of rewriting. Here's a perfect example. Three years ago today, Donald Jr., that fucking idiot, texted to his dad's <laughs> chief of staff, Mark Meadows, and this is what he said. He's got to condemn this shit. That's the riot in the in in the Capitol building. He's got to condemn this shit ASAP. The Capitol Police tweet is not enough. And Meadows responded, I'm pushing it hard. I agree. Yeah. Well, that was the heat of the moment. You know, mm. they were caught up in the moment. Um, they didn't really understand the full picture of yeah. how they were going to manipulate and spin this whole thing. But so now they, they know, do, Joel, and this is what Junior do. tweeted yesterday. Yep. Show it to me. Well, in fact, oh. it was today. Happy fake insurrection day. The first <laughs> ever insurrection with armed tour guides and unarmed participants. I do hope that was the start of something real, though, where people realize their government is not what they thought it to be, unite to take back their country. Yeah. Well, spelling, grammar, Ooh, not his that strength. That hard. I must say, like, you know, I got to the sort of point where I was like, okay, I'm just going to say these words and see what happens because that feels wrong. There's a blue underline there. I'm just going to ignore <laughs> yeah. it and just say it stuff. It says, yeah, you've made a little bit of a grammar whoopsie Well, and fucking fix it, man. I love the blue line, which so many people, especially on the right, they just tend to look at it and just go, nah, Demo I reckon yeah, I'm that'll right. be the Democrats. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That'll, yeah. that'll be what the Democrats want me to write. But I do have a real soft spot for my Google Docs, which has seen realized with a Z in it and gone, nah, nah. Yeah, we're on the British spelling here. Fuck Nothing it. else will do. No. Hey, look, he, he hasn't been the only one. House Speaker recently elected under... <laughs> what we might call controversial circumstances. House Speaker Mike Johnson called Trump's handling of January 6th terrible. That's a this quote. was at the time. At the time, yes, and reported at the time that this crowd was kind of whipped into a frenzy by Trump at his rally. Now Johnson would have Americans believe it was nothing, just a big pile of nothing. And Vivek Ramaswamy, one of the GOP primary candidates, tweeted on January 6th that Trump had gone too far and someone needed to stop him. Now he claims it was Antifa. Out there Antifa. And or the FBI engaged in a false flag. That's mainly his aim. It's the FBI. There are FBI agents everywhere there. Have you got any proof? Um, well, no. What a fucking fraud and charlatan he is. He's angling for a spot in the Trump administration. It's the only reason he is a candidate. So the bigger problem, though, is not what we do about Ramaswamy, but um, what what we're going to do about America. And, and, and America is sleepwalking to its way towards fascism. I mean, Biden's polling is terrible, as I said before. Young people supporting Trump, independent voters. It's a funny system, folks. There are people who actually they're, they're essentially in 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 in. Uh, third blocks. There's registered Democrat voters, registered Republican voters. They make up about 60 to 62% of the entire vote. And then there's the rest. Uh, and they're what, what are known as uh, independent voters, not registered with any party to vote. Lots of issues around that. 
probably aren't worth going into. Some of the primaries in some of the states, for example, uh, only allow uh, registered Democrat voters to vote on a Democrat primary. Ditto GOP for for their primary, um, which means independent voters can't vote at all. But for the most part, it's it's basically a growing third, if you like, are independent voters, getting up towards that sort of 40%. And most of them at the moment are supporting Trump, if the polls are correct. Now, this may well be a reflection of uh, disapproval of Biden. Um, for the life of me, I, I don't think he's done a whole lot wrong as, as, well, as president. The- what they've done is they've basically demonised him. They've made him out to be this evil, hair-sniffing, fucking Satan machine who's failed the country, and this is what Tony Abbott did to the Labour Party for many years. He demonised them. Like, Julia mm. Gillard was the most evil person on the planet. She was the most productive fucking Prime Minister over a fucking hung parliament like we've ever seen. They got so much done. But if you ask the everyman on the street who responds much better to short and sharp negative sound bites, she was the worst Prime Minister ever had. Yeah, I, I, I don't know that that's sustained. I mean, we're a lot smarter of an electorate generally in this country. Oh, definitely, yeah. But over in the US, the negative sustained yeah. media campaign against Biden mm. has worked really well because the, even the positive is tricky. Like the only person I've seen come to bat for Biden properly is Gavin Newsom, who basically got up there and just went, no, fuck you. The economy's gone great. And yeah, okay, there's inflation, but guess what? There's a war in Ukraine and gas is an issue. And yeah, you want to talk about fucking gas prices? Duh shit. Well, this there's is part of, this is part of the Trump campaign stuff now because inflation is getting to within a within that band. Their inflation rates The damage is done ours. though. You know, the the prices aren't coming down, they're just not going up as quick. There's still there's still relatively high energy prices. Housing is so expensive, <laughs> and uh, but uh, and relatively high food prices. But their inflation rate, their uh, equivalent of the CPI, our CPI, is actually actually a bit better. Their economy yeah. is growing. Unemployment is way down. Economy is growing. Biden's uh, brought lots and, of high tech jobs and so, China, yeah, to the US. we're going to have to see this. You know, the, the, so there'll be a sort of fascination or an, an obsession, I should say, around border control, and they do have a problem there. They do have a problem there. And it's a very complex issue because you've got people arriving on their southern border requiring or requesting um, a refugee status. Asylum, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and these are people who are escaping poverty, state-driven uh, persecution, crime like you wouldn't believe in places like Honduras and Nicaragua. And 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 so you've got that issue that Australia once had, and Australia basically washed their hands of it and set up Nauru and Manus Island. But the Americans can't do that because they share a border. Yeah, with Canada too as well. So they can't yes, really do but, that, yeah. and that, and they do have these issues. You know, again, Trump's pretty weak because he said he was going to build a wall and he was going to make Mexico pay, and there is no it didn't happen. I mean, it's, no, it's, it's, it of course he was stifled one, by Democrats. One twenty fifth. Of the of of the Mexican border, yeah, and people fundraised off the back of the idea of a wall, and um, I believe some people went to jail for that. Yeah, uh, well, no, they haven't gone to jail. They they actually haven't been uh, haven't been to the, to courts yet. One of them is John Bannon, of course. Uh, you mean um, Steve Bannon? And, and uh, so he's 
Yes, he'd be. He, of course, was pardoned by Trump, but not in relation to this matter. So he yeah. still does have a fraud, um, a, a fraud charge over his head at the moment. And look, it's the rest of the world's going to have to deal with this. I mean, NATO, how are they going to operate with a Trump presidency? Well, I mean, the European will Union withdraw from NATO. Can they? I mean, they can do anything, See, you, really. You'll find that Trump used to say, well, you don't pay your way, um, and pointing to countries like Germany, Germany yeah. uh, where they had a treaty, you know, the, the, the NATO treaty says you've got to spend 3% of your GDP on, on defence. Is it 3 or 2? I think it's 3, but, but have a quick look for me. I think it's 2. But regardless, many of them weren't, and Trump would bleat about that. And they'd say, oh, you know, Trump might be a lunatic, but he's right about that. And he At maybe, 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 sort of. But now... I mean, one thing that's happened with the invasion of Ukraine is that is that NATO's stronger than ever. So you'll have this guy who comes in who doesn't actually believe in NATO. Yeah. He doesn't believe, of course, in the EU. And, and so those two groups are going to have to deal with him. Australia too. I mean, those who support the nuclear subs deal from both left and right should be asking themselves the question, how long will AUKUS last under Trump? I'd say about six months. You reckon? I mean, Trump has already said there are not enough nuclear subs in the US Navy as it is. Oh, really? To be giving to be giving away nuclear subs, or not giving them away, they're selling them for no, hundreds no. of billions of dollars to Australia, and and will almost certainly destroy the deal. That's interesting because I didn't. I wouldn't expect that because for me, it's such a no brainer to be selling these devices to us at such a high premium. Virginia it's, class, I think they're called. It's but it's just a it's a money it's a license to print money, uh, the the jobs and you know and the people in the seats that are making these things would be more than happy to build more submarines I'm sure, so well, yeah interesting, yeah in, 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 his his latest babble is about a defence dome across oh, continental God. United States I don't know where that leaves Alaska and Hawaii by the way they can get fucked but uh, there will be this defence dome we've also got also got this graphic of this sort of dome sitting over continental United States Wasn't that and the, it the is foreign policy isolationism writ large it was why the Americans didn't it didn't join the rest of the world to fight fascism until. Well, in 1939, and 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 decided to stay out of it, despite FDR's grave concerns. Um, but the Americans wanted to be isolated from 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 all these terrible things that were going on in Europe at the time. Similarly, in World War One, I. I mean, there's a long history of isolationism. We would say that Barack Obama was an isolationist president, to an extent. Yeah, cleaning up messes, of course, after Bush had led them into two serious uh, long conflicts. But, but Trump um, is really, a, is, is almost a 19th century isolationist where he, he doesn't believe that America should be involved in any way with the protection of other countries, uh, with the treaties that they hold, including the North Atlantic Treaty Organisation, um, with Australia, with ANZUS and AUKUS. We're all going to have to deal with this stuff if he's elected. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Oh, look, I hope I, he's not. I just finish with this. I think the polling support for Trump is soft. Right? I don't think minds are made up. Yeah. And, and, and it's more an expression of disapproval of Biden. Uh, and Trump's trials in 2024 20, are going to expose a great deal of skullduggery that a lot of people don't really know or understand at the moment. 
and, and of course, the MAGA cult, they'll always, no matter what's discovered about about Trump, will always be, um, will always, uh, will always support him. Um, but uh, as for the uh, youthful, non-aligned voters or independent voters generally, I think Trump's in for a bit of a shock. When a lot of this is exposed, the DC trial may be delayed. Uh, the four-count indictment, they're very, very serious. Uh, that's due for a kickoff in uh, March. Uh, may be delayed because uh, the, the SCOTUS may have to contemplate whether a serving president can commit offences, can, can be tried for crimes committed in office. Yeah. So yeah. lots of things can happen. But it I think it's actually genuinely soft. The other thing is that, you know, in this misinformation age, it's very, very difficult to get the truth out there, but someone's got to attack him. I mean, I almost feel sorry for um, uh, for the former Jersey governor who's now just running as a uh, in, in the in the in the primary in the GOP primary. What's his name? The uh, former uh, Jersey governor, Chris Christie. Hey? Is it not Chris Christie? Chris, Chris Christie. Christie. Chris Christie, who's almost been single-handedly attacking Trump, and that all changed because. Grandpa Joe got stuck into uh, got stuck into Trump yesterday, Joe. He did. Look, I still prefer Gavin Newsom's approach to Trump. I think they should be basically standing up there on the, as they say, bully pulpit and um, just saying this guy, he wears fucking diapers. He's jacked up to his fucking mind on kitty speed. He can't make a coherent sentence without repeating himself nine times because unlike Joe Biden, who actually has a stutter, which he overcame quite bravely to be fucking president of the United States of America and speak to billions of people at a time, well, he just can't think. And that's how he speaks. You know, he has to oh, he's got a, pause and, actually, he, and repeat. He's got, the Trump has got a vocabulary of around about 60 words. Labrador. And that tells you he's never read anything, he's never broadened his vocabulary. But, yeah, he, he, I wouldn't call him dumb, but he's never sought to improve how he communicates. No, he's not a intellectual in any way, shape, or form. But So Biden basically came out and did his half-an-hour speech, and I got this sort of Twitter memo that I must watch, must watch. Finally, Biden's saying we all want to hear, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, oh, okay, okay. So this is the general sort of my rundown where I wrote some notes, just watching it and thinking, okay, I'm just going to pay a bit of attention here, see what's going on. Now, first off, it's a couple of minutes of just yapping on about the American Revolutionary War. It was bad. They beat the English elites who were like the best army in the world. They were plucky. They wanted freedom. Great. Blah, blah, blah. Takes fucking ages to get to the point. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, why do I care about this? And then it's this whole thing about democracy being our most sacred cause. And that's what 2024 is all about. Fine. Democracy's on thinking, the ballot, I thought I heard him say. <clears throat> yeah, so that is that's one of the lines he uses, democracy's on the ballot. That comes later. But the thing about Trump's campaign is it's all about him, which is basically settling grievances and this idea of it being mostly about the past and not the future. But he will sacrifice democracy to basically settle the score with people he feels have slighted him, which I think is reasonably fucking true. And we're going to go into detail with this after this with the Project 2025 thing. But a lot of this stuff really echoes in the next bit, which is this plan to basically implement uh, casual fascism in the US if Trump or anyone, a Republican, gets in. But he goes on to basically say that Trump loses all the time, just giving him shit in court, in elections. And this is why he has so many of these big tantrums, including January 6th, which was just a big old tantrum about losing. It was. 
but then also emphasize the fact that like this MAGA cult have normalized death threats to public servants for doing their jobs, like election workers who have been named out by media figures on the right and, you know, sort of highlighted by Trump or Rudy Giuliani who recently had- Well, Rudy Giuliani owes, uh, owes the, the, uh, the, the mother and daughter uh, a large amount of money and he's just declared bankruptcy, which is in America a way of avoiding creditors' yeah. problems. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and, and he just doubled down on it too outside the court after he the did. fighting. The lawyer was like, "Shut the fuck up, Rudy, please." 